What's up, y'all? It is Chris Cox, and welcome to another episode of the Chris Cox Speaks podcast. Y'all, today we have a very, very, very good conversation that's going to happen. Y'all know how we do when it comes down to most of my podcast episodes. It's like I'm having a conversation with some people, and the conversation gets so good that I say, hey, we need to have this with the mics on and let everybody just welcome people into a conversation. So what you're about to hear today, it's not scripted, it's not planned. We just thought about a topic as we were riding in the car and said, hey, this would be something that is good for other people to hear about, especially other believers. So if you're a Christian today and you are anywhere in your walk of faith, this podcast is for you. So this is what I want you to do. Tell somebody that we're here. Share this podcast with someone. It's going to be a great conversation. I'm so glad y'all are here, man. Let's go. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, y'all? We are back for another episode of the Chris Cox Speaks Podcast. And today, I am not here by myself, but I have two very special guests that I am introducing to the podcast audience for the very first time. So I'm super excited about that. But before I introduce you to my very special guest today, I just want to tell you, if you haven't already, subscribe to this podcast, share, let somebody know that there's another episode that has just dropped on the Chris Cox Speaks podcast, and it is one that you don't want to miss. So uh, share that. And I want y'all right now, I know you don't know who these guys are yet, but I just want you to, by faith, give me a round of applause for, here we go, thank you, for my guys. We have Joshua Hoover yeah! and CJ Moore. <laughs> yeah. So listen, these are two guys that I have met recently. They are freshmen at Hampton University. The real HU. The real HU. The illustrious. So there's a lot of pride. Are, are, articulated the illustrious. I, I, I definitely did articulate. Hampton University. Hampton University. <laughs> <laughs> Darling. <laughs> So if you haven't, um, if you haven't noticed by now, these guys are a lot of energy. They're a lot of fun. They're a lot of excitement. But most of all, the reason why I keep these guys around me is because they love God. And I've been able to just in a short time watch their walk with God. And it's one one that has intrigued me. And so I want to talk about that a little bit today. But before we get into all that good stuff, uh, let's just introduce you guys. Joshua Hoover. Tell yes, us. sir. Tell us, tell us, tell us, sir, a little bit about who you are, where you're from, okay. and how did you get to this table? Sure. Uh, my name is Joshua Elias Hoover. All of my social media is Headline Hoove, H-E-A-D-L-I-N-E. I'm a 17-year-old entrepreneur, minister, man of God, and I'm full of that Jesus juice. Uh, I live life. Uh, I never put a question mark, but God puts a period. So I feel like I want to, I feel like I was created to create. So I'm always hands-on with everything. I'm from Bozier City, Louisiana, repping the 318. Bozier I done came City. 19 hours away just to come to this university, and I'm so glad I made this decision. It's been a blissful experience. Uh, I, made, I made great friends like my brother CJ on the left of me and I, I am at this table because of my walk with God I've decided to partake in campus ministry and with that I met a lot of people including including Jalen Vernon Trevor Hudson Reverend Hagan along with a lot of people underneath mm. the staff Everybody and I met Pastor Chris Cox <laughs> okay yes sir Mr. One and Only 
And he, he took a chance. I mean, we had some really great conversations. I love everything that we talked about. And I'm just so glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man. I think God just, you know, allowed our paths to cross. Funny story, guys. I won't get into all the details of it, but man, I met Josh one day after Bible study. Uh, Jalen, who is the campus ministry president at Hampton University, came up to me. He was like, hey, uh, I need you to come talk to this guy over here. <laughs> <laughs> he has some questions about, you know, his love life. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so I won't get into what the questions were, but, you know, we, we had some good conversations. I don't think the answers were what you may have thought, mm. but uh, God just used us to kind of really talk, and yes. our just hearts just were knit together since then. And then, like, towards the back in this conversation, I was getting a whole lot of yes and amens and uh-huhs and mm-hmm. all this stuff. A whole amen corner was just back there. And I turned around and there was CJ Moore. Yes. <laughs> I don't know why you, you said, let me go first. That, that crazy <laughs> intro he just did. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm Carl Edward Moore Jr. I go by CJ on campus. Um, I'm just glad to be here. Um, I chose Hampton university because um, I found a home. I had of uh, my grandmother's my great-grandmother's um one of her sisters in the gospel um goes to the same church as her and she went to hampton um and so we i met with her one day and she was just telling me about the history and stuff and i got intrigued by hampton university so that's why i'm here um I don't want to be like this dude right here. He got crazy intro. I mean, I wish I had that intro, but you know, that was nice. Now nah, we appreciate you, that man. It's nice. so good, man. Yes, Listen, sir. y'all, these are two very amazing young men. So before we end this episode, we definitely going to shout out their uh, Instagrams and ways you can follow and connect with them and see what they are doing. But uh, I think what keeps me coming to Hampton University on Wednesdays, because it was just something maybe like a couple of years ago, God just laid on my heart to just go to the campus and see how I can serve. And so I went and got connected with a few of the leaders and I've just been kind of showing up, got a chance to preach their revival last year and we'll have a chance to preach it again this year, Mm -hmm. uh, fall revival. So we're looking forward to that. But um, just the, the thing that keeps me coming back outside of just when they asked me to preach um, is just that when I get into the room on Wednesday nights with these young people, man, I see such a hunger and a thirst for God. Mm-hmm. And I see young people who are intentional about growing in their faith. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. And I can tell that they're intentional about growing in their faith because of the questions they ask, the Absolutely. dialogue we have. Mm-hmm. We don't just come on Wednesdays just to have church, mm-hmm. right? Because if, if you, if I'm being honest with you, like as much as we love church and we all, especially sitting at this table, mm-hmm. we love church, yeah. love church, but we don't need another church service. Sometimes yeah. we really need a revelation about who God is Amen. in That's a good. practical way. Um, in dialogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what? I would I would even just throw myself out there to say, I think that some pastors are afraid of dialogue. Well, mm. well. Because it's it. easy to get on a pulpit and like preach to people. My God. But if those people were to start asking you questions and talk back to you mm-hmm. and you really had to have a conversation about really like what do you really believe? You, you gotta really know. <laughs> yeah. Man, that you you know, you might get a question that just just put you you know, yeah. put you on your toes. Like, and, oh uh, <laughs> <laughs> they, they didn't. They didn't teach me that. I mean, deacon exactly. service. Like, well, let me. Let me. I, I'm gonna get back with you. Let me. Let me call the elder pastor. Let me, right. let me make sure. Right. Yeah. And there are times, man, when that happens to me because I'm I'm big on conversation. I tell people I would much rather uh, preach to someone's heart than preach to a whole room full of people. That's good. Amen. Um, but there are some times when people do ask me questions, and I just tell them, "Hey, look, I don't know, but let's go on a journey together and mm-hmm. figure out and find out that question. Mm-hmm. Let's pray. Let's read the Bible and mm-hmm. let's learn that together. And I think that. Our journey as Christians should be just that. Yeah. 
It should be a never ending journey. And that's our conversation today. We want to talk about today um, what it looks like to go on a journey with Jesus, like Mm -hmm. to grow, to be disciplined in your faith, to be disciplined about maturing Mm -hmm. in your faith, because some people come to Jesus, but they never mature. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I want to ask you guys that I want to open it up by talking about that. I just want to know what are some practical ways or some things that you do personally to discipline yourself for maturity in God? I go first. Um, sure. I would say first in, in just a personal life, I've always been a, a quite mature person mm-hmm. at a young age, been called Uncle Grandpa in, in high school, middle <laughs> you do, school. You do have that grandpa-like okay, feeling. Yeah, yeah, you know, I learned to accept it. I learned to accept it. But yeah, yeah, I've always been mature for my age, always been that person that's been, you know, very mature and very, you know, upkept and stuff. So mm-hmm. um, that's been me. And the way that I relate that to my faith is I try to, you know, I I live by being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm. And, when, mm. and when you when you learn to be comfortable with being uncomfortable, come on, sir, you learn to adapt and and be around and and do things that you're not usually do or you're not usually know you do you do like you, you I don't even know how to put it I'm <laughs> lost of words like when you when you learn to be comfortable being uncomfortable yeah. you tend to understand and you tend to be able to adapt to any and everywhere you are CJ man that is so good cuz I do feel like that is one thing that a lot of Christians do when they come to God they start chasing comfort mm. and they think that because I am now a Christian my life is supposed to be comfortable no, it's not. Um, and that's what, and you know, and when people have that kind of expectation and then life hits them, that's what causes them to quit mm-hmm. is because they don't expect that they will still have trials. They don't expect mm-hmm. that they will still have troubles. They don't expect that stuff will still come in because like life is going life mm-hmm. when life gets ready to life. Life, yeah. life, life be life. <laughs> life be life. Yeah, man. Life is going life when life gets ready to life. And sometimes even there are things that, we walk with as believers mm. that, you know, we know maybe like, let's, let's put it like this. Like you could be carrying something like, like it could be a sickness or something like that. And you mm. know, God is a healer, but he hasn't healed you yet. Mm-hmm. And so it takes maturity to mm-hmm. walk through that in a, in a way that you don't lose your faith mm-hmm. when those things happen. That, that makes sense? Yeah. I think, man, ideally my response was to be mature means to like be fully developed and, and balanced with God. And I feel like to really be connected with God, you have to be organized uh, and, and, and you have to put him first in everything that you do. Because I remember as an immature little kid being pulled by the ear going to church, I didn't know why I was going mm-hmm. until I was faced with trouble, trial and tribulation. I had to realize that I had a fighting chance mm-hmm. because God had saved me so many times and he spoke to me through symbolism. And so maturing in faith to me is really putting yourself first. Like putting God at number one in your life because so many times we put our cell phone first, we put addictions first, we put things and distractions first. But when you put him first, everything else falls into place. Mm, that, that's that's true maturity. Growing yeah. understanding that, okay, if it no longer adds to me, I have to subtract because mm. God doesn't want this in my path. And mm-hmm. if I subtract this, God can multiply. And so honestly, the reason I choose to mature is because it connects me closer and closer and closer to God. Yeah. yeah. It opens my eyes up for real. That's good. And also learning to be consistent and be able to um, persevere through different things. Yeah. Um, because it's, it's okay. Okay. This time we'll put God first, mm-hmm. but it, it's another thing to be consistently and be disciplined mm-hmm. in staying 
you know, putting God first. Right. Stay yeah. putting God first. So right. That's a whole another realm is being able to continuously put God first. Right. Through everything. Yeah. That, that's yeah. maturity. Yeah. When you yeah. When, maturity is literally when you learn to consistently put God first. Because I might put God first when I need Him to heal mm-hmm. my body, mm-hmm. right. but I'm, I may not put Him first when I got the job. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I think maturity too is forsaking the idea that God will abandon you in a moment of uncertainty. Because mm-hmm. we all face these moments where it feels as if we're just uncertain about the outcome of a situation. Yeah. But maturity says God is not going to abandon me or God hasn't abandoned me because I'm uncertain. Mm-hmm. That even when I can't see him or even when I can't trace him, I still know he's there. Mm-hmm. I still know that it ain't over until it's good. Right. Because all things work together for the good of them that love God and are called according to his purpose. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. I think that's the part where we really have to anchor our maturity in is that there is a purpose that is much bigger than us. And it's not even our purpose. It says all things work together for the good of them who love God and are called according to his purpose. So there is God's purpose in the believer at work in our life. And because of his purpose, we have to endure certain things so that we can learn what we need to learn mm-hmm. so that can we, we can be who we need to be mm-hmm. so that when his purpose is ready to be fulfilled, we're not out of place. Mm-hmm. Teach us. That Teach makes us. sense. Teach us. I mean, I think maturing is really, you know, working on your development, mm. you know, and I, I literally live by, being the man that God created me to be and not who the world formed me to be. Yeah. Like making that personal decision that, okay, I'm here to please God. I'm not here to please you. Because yeah. at the end of the day, I propose the question, would I rather have temporary pleasure or everlasting life? Mm-hmm. That is maturity. Understanding that, okay, yeah, this is this is cool, but is it God? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is good, but is it God? Yeah, this yeah. is it's good. It feels nice, but is it God? Yeah. Like in everything we do. Because mm-hmm. not only, if I put you first, not only am I disobeying God and, and not putting God first. I'm putting you first. So I'm idolizing right. you over God. Mm. And God so is a jealous a whole, God. That's a Come whole other thing right yeah. there. So let's help the people because I do have a lot of listeners who, um, and I know this is a fairly new, you know, reality for you guys. And I think you guys are doing pretty good at it. So kudos to you all. But I know like the college life, being away from home, both of you away from home, you from Ohio, you yeah. from Louisiana. Um, and you're college students now. So there's another mm-hmm. level of freedom that you have to oh, make yes. decisions yes. My God. to hold yourselves accountable. <laughs> and so there's been a demand that has been placed on your maturity as mm-hmm. young believers. Cause yes. both of you are, you know, young believers. And so, but I do want to talk about um, what are some of the challenges that you face um, when it comes down to making the decision to mature um, and, and like, even as Christians, mm-hmm. how aware do you have to be of your own proclivities Jesus, so that your, Ooh, your ability to, to continue to mature shall and I, be disciplined stays yeah. there? Talk shall about I, shall it. I be transparent? Yes, Please. let's go. How transparent can I be? <laughs> as transparent as you want, but as, just as, know like that this, okay. if, um, you say anything that just needs to be blocked out, I could just. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Hopefully we won't need that button right there But as a teenager um, An African American teenager uh, A young man of God One of my biggest challenges was procrastination and lust Mm. Coming to a college Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. away from home, mm-hmm. not having that freedom back home and finally grasping that firsthand. It's like, whoa, I feel like a kid in a candy store. Mm-hmm. But that maturity is understanding that, OK, now I have a mission. Mm-hmm. I need to stay focused because although it's easy, it's not it's, it's not it's not going to get me to where I'm trying to be like like getting that thing and getting that like that, that feeling for temporarily. I don't need that. But understanding that, OK, I'm on a mission and my mission is celibacy. Mm-hmm. That is that could, that's something that I've done and I've come tried on, to mature on, in because in this generation, nobody um, nobody highlights celibacy. Mm-hmm. It's all about oh yeah we gotta uh, have sexual intercourse with this person to be cool or it's it's cool to have a lot of sexual partners it's cool to be related to, not not related but it's cool to be you know touched on these it's not that cool because mm-hmm. when you have sex it's not just a physical thing mm-hmm. it's mental emotional and spiritual and so where I'm trying to go I cannot be distracted so I utilize that energy and I put it towards my craft mm-hmm. my purpose my gift and so one of my biggest challenges especially for my young men especially young women too is to stay focused and put yourself first. Do, do, first, do not give anybody access they didn't earn. Because on this campus, I came here headstrong, wanting to meet everybody, and that led opportunities for girls to be like, oh, you are so handsome, ah, da, 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 da. and they're coming at me like, boom, 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 boom. But that's God. Mm-hmm. He's throwing these things at me, and the enemy is also throwing these things at me. Mm-hmm. And so maturing is understanding the difference. Yeah. What's God and what's the enemy? Mm-hmm. And so I would just encourage uh, individuals who are trying to be celibate or trying to be abstinent to understand why you're doing it. And when you are tempted, understand why you're doing it. Because it's so easy to fall into temptation. That's why it's temptation. Mm. And feeling the temptation is not the sin. Mm. It is go- it's, feel- it's actually sinning. So let me just tell you to stay encouraged. Yes, it's hard. But God, if God is in control, you are in control. Yeah, I love it. Then it also don't help, you know, we're at, we're at Hampton University where the, yeah. the ratio is 17, it's, it's like 17, 20 to one type, <laughs> type thing. So that's, mm-hmm. that's even bad, but that's where your prayer life, that's where your time with God, that's where all that comes into play because it's in those moments where it's like, Lord, I need you to physically come down here and grab me by the neck <laughs> so I can go that way. <laughs> yes. Because yeah. if I keep going this way, yeah. you're going to look at me like, yeah. dude. Come on now, yeah. But that's where that's where your connection, your strong suit with God comes into play. Yeah. And 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 Lord knows that I didn't had so many times, so <laughs> so so many times. We only been here a few months, and God, so many times. Like yeah. Time. yeah, yeah. It takes a level of being like future focused. Uh, yeah, sometimes and like uh, focused on the person that you know you want to be. Uh, focused on the legacy that you want to leave. Focused on the father that you want to be, focused mm-hmm. on the husband that you want to be, focused yeah. on the man that you want to be, yeah. um, and giving your be- you're giving yourself the best shot at becoming that person with the least amount of obstacles that you can create for yourself. Mm. That makes sense because it's like I tell people like there's a story in the Bible about these guys who had leprosy, and sometimes I think spiritually we deal kind of like with leprosy because what happens is. Leprosy is this disease that it works from the inside and it start it starts by um starting to eat at your nerves, mm-hmm. giving you the inability to feel pain. So when people in the Bible had leprosy, they would be cast out of the city because they were outcast. And because they couldn't feel pain, they would go to sleep outside the gates and then rats and rodents and all this stuff would come and literally bite chunks of their body off. But because their nerves had been eaten and they can't feel What's happening to them, they would wake up and parts of them would be missing and they'll be looking like, man, what happened? Right. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is, like, when you had leprosy, you contract it at a certain time, but the symptoms don't show up sometimes for years later. Mm -hmm. 
And so I tell people, even when it comes down to some of your struggles and the things that you deal with, is that you could be doing something right now and you think it not affect you, mm. but then the symptoms of those decisions show up years from now right. when you're trying to be that father, when you're trying to be that husband. And now because you didn't control your flesh right, 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 in right. those earlier years when you didn't think it mattered, yeah. you don't have to struggle with those things when you're trying to do better. You right. feel what I'm saying? Right. And you don't have to worry about like getting to, to, to being that father and now you can't... Like when, when someone walks out of your life that was supposed to be there, you don't even feel it. Right. Or when, Ooh. you know, something happens to you, you don't even feel the pain of it no more because it's just normal for you. Or when you're trying to, you know, praise to God, praise God, have worship time with your wife. You can't even feel it. You can't even mm-hmm. enjoy it because you didn't honor that part of what God created to be for that person. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Absolutely. And so all, when you think about certain things like that, and that's, that's what I'm always, I'm a person. I try to challenge people to think about this person, this other version of you that's in the future that is depending on you now to make sure that they can live healthy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. <laughs> there's a, there's a version of Josh. There's a version of CJ. There's a version of pastor Chris that's 10, 15 years ahead of us hoping and praying that the decisions we're making today is going to set them up to be successful. Right. So that's, that's why I think like um, this is a great topic because like even sometimes when we have certain conversations in, um, in Bible study or in chapel, or when we're talking to people, especially who are young adults, college students, there's always this tension behind, you know, what they feel and what they know they should be doing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if y'all ever get there. It's like, you know, you feel like you should be doing the right thing, but then mm. what you end up doing is like, dang, like, you know, yeah. <laughs> who cares? The total you opposite. Know? It's it's almost like you don't see the true value of yourself. Yeah. Um, but I'm interested in knowing, like, what are some things that you guys do to keep that to the forefront of your mind, to remind you of who you really are in Christ that helps you avoid doing certain things. So I'm, I, I could, I would consider myself being obedient and in the word obedience in the middle of the word is the word die. And mm. so I think about in order to die, you have to die of your flesh, which is obedient and delayed obedience is, is disobedience. And so if flesh is contrary to the spirit, um, I try to die of my flesh each and every day mm. by simply sitting in God's presence Letting him know and I'm giving him supplication and thanksgiving and I'm confessing to him because God is somebody that would not spread my business. So if I don't want to talk to anybody about what's going on in my mind, and I'm dealing with anxiety, doubt, depression or worry, whatever it is that's bothering me or cluttering my mind. I will make a, I will make an environment in my dorm and I will turn off the lights. I will tell my roommate, please just get out of here for about 30 minutes. And what I would do is I will literally sit down in God's presence, let him know how I feel. And after I feel like after I talk to him and after I confess everything that's been on my chest and I'm crying and I'm surrendering and I'm bowing unto him. I feel a relief. Yeah. And so what that does is it motivates me, yeah. letting me know that if I keep God at the forefront of my mind, I will be healed. Yeah. I will be renewed, revitalized and restored. And so my thing is I will, I will separate myself from the sinners. I will separate myself from the scornful people, separate myself from the people who no longer add to me. And I will create a space or an environment for myself to really prosper and sit in God's presence because I cannot pour from an empty cup. Yeah. And so I cannot be trying to chase, uh, the, the word of God. I can't be trying to chase the ministry if I don't, if I'm not even being filled up. You know what mm. I'm saying? So what I do is I create an atmosphere and I sit down, I put on my worship music, open up my Bible, ask God what it is I need to read. And he always leads me to the right verse. That's so good. And so like the burdens that I've been feeling for weeks, uh, uh, midterms or, or temptation with lust or just people that have been stressing me out, I confess it. 
Mm-hmm. I talk about it with God. I'm like, God, this is how I feel. And he speaks to me through symbolism. And so I will go outside and he will show me certain things. And it will be so plain, so mm-hmm. tangible to where it's like, thank you, God. Yeah. And so I literally, I just make time for God. Mm-hmm. That's maturity. Yeah. Taking worship and yeah. taking your time with God seriously. Yeah, because yeah, if you want something to die, one of the, the, the easiest ways to kill something in a humane way is to suffocate it. You know? Like, mm-hmm. suffocate it. Yeah. And... um. And I think that's the part where some of us miss an opportunity for certain things in us to die is that we don't suffocate it, meaning that we keep putting ourselves in an environment where it can breathe and thrive. Yes. That's so good. So the environment that you you know, you choose to surround yourself in, especially when you're coming down to like being on a college campus. Mm-hmm. There's so many options as it relates to where you could spend your time, what your environment is going to look yes. like, all that good stuff. And it's really good to put yourself in an environment that's going to suffocate some of these things that you know don't need to be living. Yeah. Right. And so how is that for you all? Because, you know, I know you guys have a great circle of friends and things like that. How intentional did you have to be about the environments you put yourself in as college students? That's, I would say that is critical. First, first thing first is making sure that you put yourself in the right group That's of right. people. Surround yourself around people that is going to add to you and not subtract. Yeah. Surround yourself with people who is going to add value and not devalue you. That's right. So yeah. I definitely believe that was important. Um, finding um, people who is like-minded mm-hmm. towards, toward, like you, who think like you, who yeah. you know, not necessarily act like you, but has the same mind realm of, of that. Um, I definitely think that's important because I feel like if you definitely surround yourself around the incorrect people, mm-hmm. not only, you know, people say you are what you eat. So yeah. if you surround yourself by, with bad people and surround yourself with people who are not like minded, you will tend to be and act like those people like like language, for instance, mm-hmm. the way you talk. If I move to Bozer, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start picking up lingo vernacular and all the type from, of lingo yeah, from, we got. From, from yeah. Bozer. So mm-hmm. if I surround myself with people who are not Christ-like or people who are not like-minded, I will tend to pick up the tendencies, the lingo that they do and say. Yeah. So it's definitely critical. That's important, too, because we know that it's from the language. Just just piggybacking off of what you just said, like being around certain people causes you to develop a certain vocabulary and a language. Right. And we know that that language is what produces either life or death. Mm-hmm. Because the the the, um, the power of life and death is in your tongue, oh, and so right. when you start talking a certain way, then your mind starts to think, it starts to get triggered about certain things, and then you find yourself talking, thinking your way into things you said you would never do, mm-hmm. but because you've surrounded yourself oh, around my. people who've caused those thoughts and ideas to become normal, then you find yourself doing what you said you never would do. Mm-hmm. Literally, I did a devotional on Psalm 1. I mean, we talked mm-hmm. about that, and I, I literally wrote down, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Mm-hmm. So Proverbs reminds us that the company we keep rubs off on us yes. so much. And when we spend time with others who are pursuing the Lord and their, their, with their passion and love and example, like it encourages us in our own journeys. And so mm-hmm. we are connected with others who are also connected to Jesus. Our faith and ability to endure the harder season that life brings is strengthened. Yeah. So 
it's like who you are, who you hang around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me being from Bossier City, Louisiana, I could have easily been a product of my environment. Come it was on. people that was gang banging, people that was thought dope was cool and would literally try to sell me drugs at middle school and would cuss and would fight and would make mm-hmm. these things. Domestic violence was was just, was, was, was a trend, and it's like that's mm-hmm. not what what's supposed to be doing. I mean, that's, that's not that's not it right there. So something mm-hmm. in my spirit was like, Joshua, you're different. Yeah, you you were chosen, and so literally. I am so, like you said, critical and I'm so concise and meticulous on who I allow in my circle. Mm-hmm. Because just because they're in your circle doesn't mean they're in your corner. Wow. So you have to be even more observant. Yeah, yeah, they could add to you because they're funny or they could add to you because y'all like-minded, but who are they mm-hmm. when you're not looking? That's and true. so even coming to college, coming to meeting people I ain't never seen in my life, maybe mm-hmm. met through social media. When I met CJ, I was like, who is this brother? You see, oh, he look older than who I am. Yeah. But then we bonded because we were like-minded. We're men of God. We love the Lord and we add to each other. Yeah. And so taking time and literally having that quality time and sharing thoughts and ideas and building that relationship helped me and carved me into the man I am today. Yeah. And I'm sure it did the same to him. Yeah. And so literally with the people we surround ourselves around, please be mindful of who they really are. Yeah. Because you, you, people can be somebody they're not for you mm-hmm. because they want you. They can, I think about when T.D. Jakes talked about constituents, comrades, and your confidence. Mm-hmm. You, you must find your confidence. Confidence of CJ and I. Mm-hmm. Your constituents are people who like you for what you can do for them. Mm-hmm. And when you're popular, when you have this status and you, you people, you're obviously got some type of quota or fame. They want to be around you because yeah. they want something from you. Yeah. But they're going to try to disguise themselves to try to be your best friend or try to be your friend because they, they, they want to suffocate you. Mm-hmm. They want to take everything and they, they want to strip you away of your gift and your talent because they're jealous and they're envious. But literally stay sober minded. And that's not just with alcohol, but watch who you hang around because they could be toxic. That's exactly. Good. Be sober minded because the lion <laughs> is gonna seek to devour you. Yes. So just be careful because I mean, even me, I'll go ahead, I'm gonna let you talk. But Lord, just being on this campus, you never really people can smile in your face. Mm-hmm. But those will be the same people that talk about you behind your back. People well. can talk about and confide in you and, and love on you and tell you how proud they are about you, but then go and do something behind your back. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just important to utilize that discernment. You know, like if something doesn't feel right, flee. <laughs> if something yeah. don't feel right, move. Quickly, because if you sit in that area, you sit in that position, you sit in that room for too long, you will change inevitably because you cannot be the same person Mm. all the time around people who are the opposite of you. Eventually, you well, hold on. Wait a minute now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm done. He is is preaching. Yeah, go ahead. ahead, ahead. Come Uh, on now. Talk about me and him and our lingo. Me and him became best friends early and we literally. We can look at each other yeah, in a situation, and give a look or something, and, 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 and we're like here with it. Um, I, I say yeah, man. Now I'd be like yeah, man, yeah, man, <laughs> yeah, man. And, I, and, I say doc, man. And I'm saying I'm gonna say he yeah, says doc. I'm I say, say doc. Now, now I'm saying now he say doc. I'd be like, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let me stop. But yeah, man, this is this, see, see, see. You are no. who you hang around. Prime example. See? See? No, this has been good. This has been great conversation, man. This has been a lot of insight. So if you're listening to this, I hope you are getting something from these brothers. And the the great thing about this is I've been around them long enough to to be able to say that the things they are sharing, the things that they are talking about, they are living it to yes. the best of their ability. Trying. We're not perfect. Trying. None of us are. Trying. But we are making an effort to walk with Jesus yes. and to help others do the same. And that's what being a disciple is. Is all about. So listen, I have one final question that I want to ask you guys to kind of close this conversation out. Um, and it's something that I ask mostly all of my podcast guests. Um, and I'm gonna give you a few seconds to kind of think about it. So I'm gonna ask the question and then kind of talk just a little bit and you just let me know when it hits you. 
But I want to know, as it relates to your generation, what's something that you are hopeful for? Like, what do you hope for when it comes down to your generation? Because I believe that hope is a powerful force. Um, and if we keep what we hope for ahead of us, then it will cause our creativity to go to the next level. It will cro- cause our discernment to go to the next level. Mm. God will give us revelation Amen. as it relates to that thing that's inside of us that we hope for, for the people around us. So CJ, you tell me. Yeah. So I, I got two things. So on the spiritual side, we gain our faith back, yes, we gain sir. our faith back. And then in the natural realm, uh, we, we gain our sense of reality. Mm. We live in a time and place of, of course, everybody knows social media and all that. We live on social media. Some people I know at Hampton right now who cannot go a day without their phone. Mm. If if we learn to live in reality, live the life you live in right now, mm-hmm. and stay off social media, mm-hmm. the fake life is what mm-hmm. I like to call it. That's fake life. That's right. a filter. Live your life now. I think mm-hmm. stop trying to live that social media life. Stop trying to live a, a be present in life yeah. Come right on, now man. because. People are dying left and right. Yeah. As, as we you know, we had a few tragedies on, on campus. Like, you don't know when the last time you're going to see somebody. Yeah. So if you stay in your phone and you're not being, you know, aware of your surroundings and interacting with people, like, life yeah. is, like, it's short. Very be short. Present. Live God, in the moment. God is calling his people back. So mm-hmm. li- be present. Live in live life now. Mm-hmm. Get off social media. That's yeah. so good. And, and talk a little bit about getting the faith back. T- tell me a little bit about that hope that you. So hope, having, having hope, having faith, I think is, is something that you have to develop within yourself mm-hmm. because I can tell you about my journey. I can tell you how hope is, mm-hmm. but hope and having faith is something that you have to grasp or hold yourself. Yeah, you got to go because on that journey. I, I can tell you about my faith, yeah. but my faith ain't your faith. Right. And our faith may not look the same. Yeah. So I can tell you all about my God and who he is to me. But you have to develop a relationship with God and have hope and trust and believe in God to the point where you develop your own personal relationship with God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And your faith starts to grow. I love it, man. Mm-hmm. That's powerful. Yes, Reverend, sir. Reverend Hoover. Oh, no, nah, not yet, man. Almost, though. In Jesus' name. Honestly, I pulled up a verse um, because I have a lot of friends who are on the spiritual journey that are not motivated anymore. They're mm-hmm. discouraged. But I pull up... Uh, Galatians 6 verse 9 where it says let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up a lot Mm. of us feel like we're doing this uh, in vain like oh I'm Mm. praying oh I'm worshiping like in my generation we're we're literally committing ourselves to God we're trying to take time we're we're trying to do our devotionals we're not missing a day on the Holy Bible app and we're trying and we're we're going to church and we're preaching we're doing all these things but we're not seeing the fruit yet and so I have hope that my generation will understand the reality that it takes time and everything is in God's timing and so I also have hope that uh, we will surrender yeah. all of everything because, you know, a lot of us are ashamed of our past and a lot, a lot of our past has molded us into the people we are today. But that's a test for our testimony. Mm. So I understand that, yeah, you went through this, but that's not who you are. You make mistakes, but don't let the mistakes make you. So yeah. I have faith and hope that my generation will fully surrender unto God, laying down all of their pain, all their worries, all their addictions at the altar and getting that exchange. Right. Like we had at the Bible study, yeah. literally Pastor Chris, people who are listening, he literally had the word exchange and I exchanged. 
exchange my lust. I exchange my depression. I exchange my anxiety. And the next day I was seeing fruit in my authenticity yeah. because there's beauty in authenticity. For so long, I tried to be something else I wasn't mm-hmm. because I thought that's what people liked. But people, you will find true success. And I mean true success, not just success here, success there, but well-roundedly. You will be successful if you just be you mm-hmm. because that's who God created you to be. You were fearfully and wonderfully made. I can't be you. You can't be me. Be yourself. Everybody else is already taken. And so I have hope that people will be authentic. They will be transparent. They will be honest. They will hold nothing back and they won't be so, uh, oh, so they won't, they won't have a target audience. Instead, everybody be the target audience. This goes for pastors, ministers, everybody. Preach the word. Yeah. Don't sugarcoat it. Talk about it how it is. Don't, don't, literally, cause people, what pastors do is they'll, they'll try to say a certain thing to not offend anybody. But pressure makes diamonds. Put something in somebody's mind, embed it in their spirit so that they can think about it. Because when you're not healing them, you're hurting them. Yeah. If you don't talk about it, it won't get talked about. And then you leave it for the society to talk about. Come on. And that's how you're shaped and you're molded. Oh, we didn't talk about it in the church. I wasn't taught sex in the church. I had to learn from experience. This hurt. I don't like this. And then I go to the church and they're like, oh, okay, let's talk about it now. And man, I'm 17 years old, dog. Yeah. You look late. But I'm so glad that I found God. I'm so glad I found my purpose because I'm so purpose driven to the point where sex isn't even a priority. Yeah. I'm waiting on my the woman of God. If you listen to this, I'm praying for you and you mess around me, my wife. And it is currently, what is it? Uh, 1155 on a October 29th, 2022. Woman of God, I'm here. I'm here. I'm praying for you and I'm waiting for you. Um, but yeah, man, I just, it's staying focused and not. Uh, being non what's the what's the opposite of not motivated, discouraged, you know, and doing good yeah. because a lot of us we, like not throwing in the towel. I think of that too. Like mm-hmm. we went to a, a Bible study, it was a pastor's night that you brought us to, Pastor Chris, and he talked about not throwing in the towel yeah. despite how many trials and tribulations you face. Like just keep going because at the end of the day, when you put God first, everything will be added. And I think about when God spoke to Solomon, like literally he was, he was telling them, okay, so I need anything you want to. Solomon like bet. And then Solomon in the back of his mind, he said, this is something that is not given often. And then the back guy might be like, he probably could ask for riches, rubies and all this stuff right here. But then Solomon asked for vision. He asked for wisdom. He asked for everything other than what God already had in mind. And on top of what Solomon asked for, he gave him everything else. Yeah. So it's like, we have to prioritize what's really important. We can't prioritize the money. The That's riches, so the fame, the women, the the cars, the houses, that stuff is temporary. Get your relationship with God in check. Because I'm telling you, if you put him first, life is so blissful. You enjoy the nature. The, the, the birds, you get the, you'd be like, wow. Like if you put God first, I mean everything is so beautiful. Yeah. He will definitely yes. leave you in wonder. And Don't go um, weary. That's that's the um the beauty and what I love most about my relationship with God is that you know, the more I continue to be faithful to the call to what he's given me to do, the more I see his faithfulness um, just manifested in my life. And it keeps me in awe. It keeps me in wonder. It keeps me like I, I wake up every day looking for the next thing to blow my mind that God is doing, that he's opened the door. Mm-hmm. He's worked it out. He's shown me something that just is amazing and shows his creativity. off. So, Listen, I don't know about y'all, but I'm so encouraged by hearing uh, just from these young guys. Like like Joshua just said, it's it's late at night and we up here talking about God. And that's what I mean when it comes down to, <laughs> yeah. you know, suffocating certain things and being in certain environments. Like, y'all could be anywhere tonight, but we, yeah. we are glorifying God and hoping Hallelujah. that the things that we are saying tonight 
yeah. is being a blessing to somebody in else. Jesus so. name. Yeah, I just want to go back to this one thing. God just told me this. I mean, it's in his scripture. So going back to that person who's right now listening to this podcast, who is losing faith, saying what y'all said, I'm reading my Bible. I'm going to church. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And God still is not showing himself true to me. But, you know, the word of God said, don't get weary in what we're doing, but in due season, you shall reap in joy. So in yeah. your season, God is going to reveal to you what you're looking for. You know, and in this in your season, don't get weary. Don't don't throw in the towel. Yeah. You know, it don't don't stop going to church. Don't yes, stop sir. reading your Bible because in due season. Well you shall Well enjoy. <laughs> oh You better read <laughs> <Whoa. laughs> All right, all right. <laughs> no, listen, y'all. Yeah. I don't know if y'all see it or not, but we got some, we got some future like preachers on In our Jesus hands name. here. Some, some people that's going, and and that's what I love about it, man. If you can, if you can really articulate your faith and speak in a way that it helps somebody else, that's what God is looking for. You know what I'm saying? He's not looking for someone that fits the mold. He's not looking for someone that's like every everything else that's already yeah. been seen. Mm-hmm. But I do believe that even for you all, for you two, that God has placed a unique anointing on your life. Um, and that he is going to use you in your own ways. He's going to give you influence and he's going to give you the ability to open up your mouth and see chains fall off of people's in Jesus lives. name. And um, so, so stay the course, stay faithful to God. Uh, he's going to favor your life. I tell people, I have a shirt that says uh, God sends favor to the faithful. Mm-hmm. Um, and <clears throat> if you stay faithful to God, God is going to load your life up with favor even down to your studies and the things that you're doing on campus and stuff like that, because you prioritize God, yeah. he is going to come through for you. So just stay the course, man, y'all. I have been so encouraged. Uh, before we get off here, I know um, CJ did a whole message preaching against social media, but these guys are on social media. <laughs> so uh, I want y'all to shout out real quick your uh, just your Instagram handle. So people, because and I do this for a reason, because... Um, the things that y'all post, the things that y'all put out there, the content that you guys create is encouraging. It is showing young men who have fun living for God. Yes, sir. Um, and so I want everybody to be able to be experience, to be able to experience that. So let's let's tell the people where they can find you online. Yeah, again, I'm CJ Moore. My Instagram handle is I am CJ with three I's and three J's. So I I I A Trinity C J J J. Come on. Um, my Instagram, my TikTok, it is H E A D L I N E H O O V as in Valentine. Headline Hoove. You can find me anywhere and everywhere. <laughs> Meet you there. And y'all know where I'm at, man. I am Chris. Chris Cox Speaks. You're right here on the Chris Cox Speaks podcast. And I just want to thank y'all so much just for tuning in. Uh, for sharing this with somebody hopefully this has touched your heart and you want to share it with somebody else um you can support everything that i'm doing at www.chriscoxspeaks.com um i would love for you to come there and to support what god is doing um also even through my nonprofit, we're doing some things even at the beginning of the year to be an encouragement to some youth pastors and leaders here in hampton virginia so go to my website check that out Um, Check out everything that we are releasing and we are pushing out. I think y'all have enjoyed these guys. So we're going to definitely do some more podcast episodes together. If we start having a good conversation, I'm just going to say, hey, guys, let's go to the podcast studio. Take it to the mics. Yes, sir. (laughs) The the podcast studio inside Chris's uh, dining room. And uh, let's record some some content that's going to bless some people. So, y'all, listen, man, I just want to say we're out. 
We're out. Shalom. Dios te bendiga siempre. See you later.